Ollie got, in, got the call that the house was haunted. And, you know, we get calls like this sometimes, and usually it's nothing. Usually it's a loose wire or, you know, an angry neighbor or something. But, you know, these jobs pay, so whatever. Ollie agreed to go. You see, this lady, her name was Marjorie. She had inherited this house. Uh, it was a big fancy house up in um, Homewood, which is north of the Hopkins campus. And Marjorie currently lived uh, down in Mount Vernon, which is kind of by the train station. She was excited to move into the house. She was sorry that her, it was her great aunt that had passed away and left the house to her. So she was sad about her great aunt, but excited about the house. Uh, felt really honored that her great aunt had left it to her. But yeah, she said it's haunted. And she needed Ollie to go and figure out the, what was going on and how to, you know, unhaunt it. There's lots of different ways to unhaunt a house. It kind of depends on why and how a house is haunted. So Ollie figured that was what he was there to determine. So what kind of haunting are we looking at? Do we need a priest? Do we need a police um, officer? Why well, I'm going to tell you that my ring, Ollie. Okay, shh, honey. All right, now. Greta, honey. Okay. So I went to the address. She had given him the keys. And so he just went up there and decided to take Honey, no, shh, 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 shh. Listen to the store. So he took a taxi up there. It wasn't that far from his house. And... We went inside. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when he got there. So he came in as the door opens, creaking the door. He said, hello. And the house sounded very empty. Kind of cold, hard sound. And nobody answered. So Ollie went in. The power was on, and the lights worked. Ollie brought a flashlight just in case, but the power was on. Some of the bulbs were burned out, but, you know, nothing major. The place smelled a little musty, like it had been shut up for a while, which it had. Uh, a couple of months, no one had really been in there for short visits. But it was clean. It wasn't like covered in dust and cobwebs or anything. I mean, somebody lived there until recently. Uh, and then, as all I was sort of getting the lay of the land and walking around, mostly there's like an entry hall, walking around the entry hall and looking at what rooms were what. Right in front of him, a lamp walked by. It was a nice little lamp. It had kind of a pinky pearl kind of a porcelain lamp with a fairly run-of-the-mill shade on top and it, it 
walked by. Didn't interact with Holly, didn't say anything. Didn't stop it, just like it had somewhere to go. I think it was a person or something. Yeah. Intrigued? Well, I followed it. The lamp had gone from kind of a sitting room. It has to be quiet, please. From kind of a sitting room across the hall into a library. Got into the library, hopped up onto the couch, then hopped up onto the end table next to the couch. Set itself down there. Plugged itself in to an outlet on the floor. Turned on, and it stopped moving. I went over and looked. Said hello, but the lamp didn't answer. I looked all around the lamp. It looked like a normal lamp. It was bizarre. Not the strangest thing as Ollie had ever seen, but pretty strange. So he looked around the rest of that room, and then he went across to that um, sitting room, where it had been. There was all the furniture looked normal, just anywhere else. When and there was a, f- a stand fan uh, in one corner of the room, and as Ollie got in there, stand fan got up and started walking. It walked across the room, put itself by a window that was open a crack, and turned itself on, having plugged itself in as well. And that time, I had tried to talk to it before it, you know, got itself in position and sat still. But the fan didn't respond. Didn't even look his way, although once it got into position, you know, it was turning its head as fans often do. Well, I found this all very perplexing. It would be creepy, but they just had a very non-threatening vibe about them. They weren't doing anything threatening. They were just doing normal lamp and fan things. Not that lamps and fans normally walk around, but they do normally get plugged in. You might move a fan or a lamp from one room to the next if you wanted. Nothing unusual about that. It's just that the lamps and fans were doing it themselves. And so I was thinking about that. A book. Climbed out of the bookshelf. Trotted across the floor. Hopped up onto the coffee table. And opened itself up to page 37. Well, I shrugged and went over and looked and read it. It was Moby Dick classic story. It wasn't anything. It's a book about a whale and a guy who's hunting a whale. It is kind of sad at the end, yeah. And there wasn't anything on page 37 like a clue. That was early in the story. I think in that part, roughly, uh, the narrator is meeting some of the people that will get him eventually onto the boat from which the whale is hunted. So nothing that all I could see that was relevant to the current situation. So it wasn't like the book was giving him a clue. It was just doing something that a book might do. Be taken off the shelf and opened. 
When the last time I tried again to say, hello, is someone there? Is there a spirit? After a minute or two, the page turned. And I shrugged. He didn't really feel like reading Moby Dick right then. They so turned and went over to the um, to the library. There, there was a radio. Just on a hunch, Ollie went over and he said, "Hello there, radio." And it crackled to life. I said yes. Said, you can talk. Said, well, of course. That's what radios do. That and play music, I suppose. Said, the lamp and the fan, they, in the book, they don't talk. Of course not. Lamps don't talk. Fans don't talk. Books talk in their way, but, you know, by the words on the page, I mean. I said, so, is this, is this a haunting? I said, a haunting? My goodness, no. No. No, we're not ghosts. We're trapped. That's what we are. I said, trapped? What do you mean? There's a curse on this house. I said, oh, don't worry, you're in no danger. Probably not actually true to say there's a curse on the house so much. As there's a curse on the people in the house. Well, who were in the house. I said, what do you mean? Well, the truth is, there was a party. A big party. A party that got kind of out of hand. And the old lady who lived here, well, she kind of lost control of the party. Sorry to say, I had a, I had my own role in it. I'd been partying too hard. I didn't want to leave. Didn't want to be quiet. We all thought that she was just tired. It turns out that was her last day. I wish we'd been more considerate. But while she went upstairs to go to bed and to actually die, which she should have been able to do in peace or surrounded by family and friends, but instead she did listening to a big racket downstairs of people that didn't take her seriously. We partied on. Stroke of midnight. I don't know when she died. Stroke of midnight. That's when... Well, I guess I would call him a warlock? Like a witch. We'll call him a witch, whatever. And the witch appeared. I said, the witch. Yes. I don't quite know where he came from, other than from upstairs. He came down and condemned us for our behavior, and he was right. But I feel like his revenge, his retribution, was a bit extreme. You see, he turned all the partygoers into objects around the house. Me, a radio, Steve, a lamp. I don't quite know the book's name. Jenny is now a fan. Uh, there are several others. There's about 20 of us here at the party. Some close friends of lay that lived here and mother's mere acquaintances. 
None of us being very considerate of her that night, I'll admit. I said, well, so how do we break the curse? Ah, that, I'm afraid I have no idea. And I would be very grateful if you had any ideas. Huh, said Ollie. I guess I do have one. Well, but it'll require, it'll require everybody to not move around or talk. But, oh, yeah, here's what I think, I said. I think we can break the curse by each of you being considerate and quiet when the new owner moves in. Ah, the new owner, who's that? The niece of the lady who lived here. She'd like to move in, but she's scared of the haunting. Great niece, yes. I can tell there's no danger and that the haunting has been resolved. It was just some unfinished business, which it is. And, um, I will come back. And if you haven't turned back into humans, we'll keep thinking about it. A little bit of a risky gamble. But if you got cursed for being inconsiderate, I think you can be uncursed for being considerate. That's my guess. That's my gamble. If I talk to the other transformed people, can they hear me? And I believe so. I am the only one that can talk. But they do respond when I ask them things. They might not respond when you ask them things, but it's worth a try. So they called the lady up. Mar Margaret was her? Mar Marjorie? That was it? Marge. Called Marge up. The Marge, good news. I think I've got everything resolved here. Just some uh, good old unfinished business. So, um,. I think the last thing we need to solve the unfinished business is for you to start moving in. And, oh, I'm not quite ready to move in yet. So what if you just brought some of your stuff? And we had cocktails. I said, um, okay, it seems like a strange way to resolve a haunting, but it, you know, you're the professional. Bring enough stuff, you know, your bedtime stuff, PJs, dop kit, whatever. That if you're feeling comfortable, you can spend your first night in your house. So she came, and she brought a friend with her. She said, I should feel more comfortable with my, my friend Susie. I said, oh, yes, of course. It's your house. So they had cocktails, and they chatted. They ordered pizza. They had a nice time, actually. And as the night warrant, that Ollie, Marjorie, Marge, his client, and then Marge's friend Susie. Honey, each. What's the question? <laughs> Lying down, what's the question? Come on, honey, spit it out. What? When Ollie got outside with Duck? Shh, be quiet now, honey. Listen to the story. We'll get there.
Just listen, please. This evening wore on. Marjorie said, well, I'm um, not that late of an owl. I'm not a night owl. I think I might go to bed. And, you know, I'm starting to feel more like home here now. I haven't seen any spookiness. Susie, you're welcome to stay the night. We have plenty of extra rooms. So they said, sure. I don't want you to get all creeped out in the middle of the night in your big old empty house. Sure, I'll spend the night. I said, well, I will take my leave. You have my phone. I will have it on all night. So if anything creepy happens, give me a call. And I can be here in about five minutes. Well, the next morning at 6 a.m., Ollie got a call. It was Marge. I said, Ollie, can you come right away, please? I said, sure, is everything okay? Said, yes, sort of, I guess. Um, this is weird, but can you stop off and get a bunch of donuts and some coffee? But hurry. I said, sure. So he stopped by and got a bunch of some coffee, a bunch of donuts. Ollie had a wild hunch, so he got three dozen donuts and two big boxes of coffee. And when he got to the house, there was Marge, Susie, and 20 very tired-looking house guests. Marge said, when I we woke up in the morning, the house was full of people. I was terrified at first until I recognized some of them from parties that my aunt had had in the past that I'd been invited to. That's when I learned about the curse. All that you should have told me. I said, sorry, I wanted to make sure the curse got broken, and I figured the only way, or the best shot, was if, you know, they were quiet and considerate. I said, well, they were, and they're all feeling very sorry for partying on while my poor aunt went upstairs and had health problems. I said, well, I brought donuts and coffee for everybody, and I'm guessing that Marjorie would like everybody to have some donuts and coffee and, and head on home. I don't know how long you guys have been trapped here. There's books and lamps and TVs and dish sets. I said, yes, I believe I would like that, but you know, you're all, despite a bad last night, we're all good friends of my great aunt, so don't be a stranger. And that was the strange case of Ollie and the walking lamp.